We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday morning edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clarkport Studio here with you today. Ole Miss is in Rupp Arena tonight, an 8 p.m. tip with the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky, again, has lost three straight at Rupp for the first time in school history. The Rebels have been off since their uh, missed opportunity in Columbia, South Carolina a week ago last Tuesday, and they returned home against the uh, pretty hapless Missouri Tigers this Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that. Uh, Neil alerted me to potential injunction coming in NCAA sports this morning as that's a pretty common occurrence and it would basically prohibit any rules from being the case were that to, uh, were that to be passed at that point. So we'll hit that and more coming up on today's show. A show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford and really all blue sky locations around Mississippi if it's a blue sky. Head in, clean convenience stores, good selections. That goes all the way down to Macomb. They uh, have their new Superstore coming. Again, saw Subway going up with that. Big uh, big location, their biggest one yet. But again, up and down I-55, they're out in North Mississippi as well. Beer Cave, lunch specials, much more, including here locally with the Oxford Exxon. Again, Neil's in the Clark Ford studio. I am Clark Ford, meanwhile, in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for our friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You're going to get your quote. The rest really is up to you. You can shop that quote around, uh, or you can do what I've done several times now, but I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service the people at Clark Ford really want a relationship with you beyond uh, you purchasing a vehicle. So they'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
We, uh, as everybody's very aware, we like uniforms on this here podcast. Do you, uh, do you make an opinion on the potential cream jerseys yesterday, Neil? I saw what you—they're they're, they're not potential; they're coming. So go ahead. Yeah, I saw what you tweeted. Um, I, I I love it. I, I thought it looked terrific. Um, I've I've long thought that they should break out a, a cream suit, as you and I like to say. Um, there are several schools, several MLB teams that have cream suits that personally I'm a fan of. I mean, so so far as to say, I even like the Cardinals cream suit. Um, the the Braves cream suit I think is fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think what SEC teams have them that I've noticed. Auburn and Arkansas are the two that most people discuss. Yeah. Arkansas has the one with their normal A logo on the chest as a chest logo. And then the one that would be more similar to these, Auburn has an Auburn script across theirs in Navy, no outline, just like the Rebels, and has an orange number under it. Uh, yeah. There. And I like both of those. Um, I've seen both of those. I like both of those. The, um, Auburn has really good baseball uniforms, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does Arkansas. Arkansas is the one that they have that they love that I don't like is the one that it says Arkansas and then it has Razorbacks on, you know, on the thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that, to me, that's too much. It's like you just – they just – but like for whatever reason, their fans apparently, that's their favorite suit. Well, you know, like- and, and, and like I really like the Arkansas ones. I think they're probably the best ones in the league from a cream standpoint. I, and, and look, Yankees fans are going, hey, hello, duh, I get it. The only thing that kind of bugs me about it is I don't necessarily like the same logo at a bunch of multiple places on a baseball uniform. Does that make sense? Because it's same as the hat and whatever. You're just duplicating the logo at that point. Um, So for anybody who was not on social media yesterday, just our, uh, our podcast peeps, um, a a Twitter user M Martin CPA uh, alerted me to a link that was on the Ole Miss um, authentics, their team site, their team store for uh, selling merchandise to a cream jersey it had uh it has rebels across the front in navy blue no outline kind of your old school typical uh uniform style there and uh a link to purchase and at the link the headline said replica jersey so that's what the first clue was there was replica i went through and looked and across all three sports if it said replica it is a jersey that Ole miss employees in their game rotation at that point um Started making a few calls. It is, in fact, a jersey. Now, we don't know exactly what it looks like because retail jerseys don't have the numbers on them. So there will be a number below the script on one of the sides, the left side, right side, wherever it is, that I think will be in blue but could be in red. I do not know the color to it. Um, I, I know the uniform that Ole Miss sort of based these uniforms off of, and it is blue. So I do not know if it is blue or red. Um, for that, that 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 iteration. But either way, um, is it the Dodgers uniform that has the Dodgers in blue, but the number is red? That feels right. Uh, now that you've I'm, said that, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down uniform rabbit holes today, which is maybe good. I need something to pass time. So, um, so I was told last night that the uniforms are not in yet because Nike is notorious for taking forever to get uniforms to teams in all sports. Um, and because they had a lot of Super Bowl stuff, there is a bunch of some things delayed and they don't know when they'll have them, but they are a uniform. It is a uniform for this year. Again, I do not know if it is blue or red on the number. Um, Auburn's is in orange. Yes, that is uh, 
that 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 is correct and uh it is not the only i i am i am not allowed to give it exactly away but i would expect at least one new hat to go with this this uniform as well so all right you've not said this to me so i'm going to take a stab Mm -hmm. i'm guessing that they're going to incorporate something with the like the script m the m the cursive m I cannot either uh, confirm or deny that uh, that 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 that, yeah. that thought today. Listen, anybody over at Ole Miss, you guys have sort of given that away over the course of time. <laughs> it's all good, but you don't have to be a genius proof to figure this out that that, that was coming. So don't get mad at Chase. I, as God is my witness, he didn't tell me a damn thing. We have not spoken since all this came out yesterday. So again, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to kind of figure out where this thing was going. And I, look, it's good. I I, I think. By the way, I, I pulled up the Dodger uniform, and I hate that. I hate that I feel this way. Their home uniform is just fire. Oh, it's incredible! It's great. I I, I love it. I I wish I didn't, and I don't like myself right now for saying that out loud. Uh, check your text, Neil, but don't show the screen. I know everybody, I, whatever, but I, like Neil at least can give a comment on what's coming. So I, I know it's bad pod, but I apologize. That's almost precisely what I would have expected. Um, really? Yeah. There's yeah. Um, I have a thought, but I'd, to, I, if I gave a thought, I'd give yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. would. I would. I would make one change. Okay. Um, reading through the streams, I feel like there was something there that. that yeah. Well, they, their their current script M, they do have a cap. It is the two toned. It is the navy hat with the white panel on the front. With oh, the script yeah. M, is it? They have they don't wear it very often at all, but they do have that cap. Okay, am I crazy? And I'm, we're going to people. People hate when we do this. Some people love when we do this. It's Some brand hate. new. No, I mean it's a new thing. It's am fine. I, am I crazy that I think they're making a mistake not wearing that hat more? I like that hat. I like that hat for day games when they wear for sure the navy uniforms, mm-hmm. and you can sell me on the red occasionally. I think that, but it, I think it really works with the navy. Okay, so this suit, the cream suit that's coming. Yep. When it gets here and gets fully implemented and everybody's got it, what gets replaced? What's getting outed? That's a great question because, you know, they already, again, pitchers get to pick uniforms. Uh, they're going to wear their Sunday powder blues. That's not changing to the, by the best of my knowledge. Um, so your, your, your choices at that point are their red top, blue top, pinstripes, cream, and powder. Um Unless they have a new gray jersey that I'm unaware of, but I do not believe gray has gotten back into the rotation at this point. I'm wondering if the cream is going to be a gray road uniform, but I do not know that at all. Oh, I am strictly hope. guessing that. I do not know at all. Nothing. Because they're going to still wear the powder on game three, right? I would assume. And they're what? definitely not getting rid of the red uniforms. Because, see, I think that's their best uniform. I think the red top on the white pants is their best suit. Mm-hmm. The, the the pinstripe is what they, frankly, sort of pushed off to the side. That, that's become a midweek what? uniform most of the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I like it a lot. What was interesting is I think somebody screwed up. Um, no one has confirmed this, but I did notice that my Twitter was saying last night, and I checked it myself, that... Uh, People had ordered that jersey, and then that link was removed from the authentic site. Oh, so I, I do not think that was supposed to have been up yet when our our, our sleuth on the on the Twitter machine found the link. So, well, I mean, you know, look, 
<laughs> it's hard to it's hard to hide stuff on the internet from people that that want to find stuff. That or that's just the way it is. I mean, you can oh, we had it hidden behind a wall. So you thought you had it hidden. You just didn't know people would be looking for it. Yeah, I, I got busier than I meant to with this yesterday. I kind of went down a wormhole, and I was calling a bunch of people, going, "All right, what's up? What's up? What's up?" And yeah, it's it's they, they just don't know when it's when it's getting here apparently because things are kind of pushed off to the uh, to the side. So anyway, yeah, I, I, look, I, I get it, Mark. You're, you're you're not even an Ole Miss fan, and you're currently engrossed into an Ole Miss baseball jersey discussion. So I uh, I appreciate you for uh, that. Look, look the, Luke's got a point. The abomination that Ole Miss has done from a uniform standpoint was getting rid of their all-white uniform because yes. that was their best suit, and they got rid of the all-whites. The one that said Rebels across the front? Yeah, whatever it had. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah, solid great. white traditional yeah. uniform. Yeah. It, I, I, I never understood it. I think I agree with Tupelo. If it was me, I would get rid of the Navy jersey and only wear Navy on the road with gray pants and put the cream in that slot on the weekend. Okay. I think that's yeah. what I would do. All right, so your home rotation, if you were in charge of it, would be what? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday's the powder. Cream me, on the cr- Friday night and red on Saturday. Okay. And incorporate pinstripes occasionally if the pitcher wants to wear it. Sure. I I understand why everybody loves the pinstripes. I'll be honest, here's my deal with the pinstripes. And I think this is something Ole Miss should do anyway, because I I'm, I'm going back up the stream a little bit to something Ginger said a second ago about the Block M cat, hats. That Block M I know is a very traditional, old school Ole Miss baseball M. It's also the logo for Michigan and Maryland and so many other teams. To where I would use the script M in the interlocking. So if I had a pinstripe uniform, I would want it to be a chest logo UM interlocking on the pinstripe. Instead of the rebels across the front, I, I I don't like pinstripes when they spell out across the front. I like the smaller alternate logo on the chest for those uniforms. So you would take a page from the Yankees. I would, yeah. I would copy the Yankees and make it a UM. Okay, that I can see correct. that. Yeah, that would be my move. And I would relegate the navy to midweeks and road games with the gray. I, I'll never understand why everyone hates gray uniforms. I, I mean, I'm a traditionalist, I guess, on stuff like that. I, I think well, several they were teams, ugly, and they lost in them. Yeah. <laughs> they were ugly. That's not why they lost, but um, they were ugly. But you can make a red – you can make a gray uniform good-looking. There are multiple college teams that have them. And multiple they had have, one, and they went back to that Nike uniform with the blue up the side, which is the they, same as what Arkansas has, but for whatever reason, the red looks better than the blue did. I don't, I don't know. Now, didn't Arkansas get rid of the red thingy and went back know. to a better gray? That's I, what I thought. I okay. I thought I saw them when they played. Didn't they play here last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I watched one of those games and they wore their gray and it didn't have the red thing. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I wasn't really paying close attention. It was. Didn't they play a doubleheader or something? And they did. That's correct. One of the games. I I swear to you, and maybe I'm dreaming this. And if I am dreaming about that, then I need help. But. I could have sworn that I saw them wear their all-gray suit in one of those doubleheader games, and it didn't have the red slotchy thing. And I thought, oh, that, that looks better. Because okay. I hated, yeah. I hated yeah. Ole Miss's blue thing and their red thing. I, I was like, who at Nike thought this was good? Mm-hmm. Every, every MLB team would have said, hell no. 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 So why do, you, <laughs> why do you do that? It's not hard. You don't need – just keep it gray. It, doesn't, it can be simple. 
I mean, there are multiple, like the Yankees gray suit is fantastic. Traditional. That's the thing with gray. It's got to be simple. Just simplify yeah. it. Just, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, I, I, I don't have to plead the fifth on that, Tupelo. If there is anything real tree related to Omen's baseball, I am not aware of it. No, I, I do not believe that to be the case. I have not asked that question, but nothing is coming on my desk regarding that whatsoever. Yeah, I haven't. They have they, they have some football announcements coming, but I'm not going there. Now, the camouflage basketball uniform that's coming out is going to be amazing. I mean, <laughs> what, 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 I'm, I'm going to move off this topic in a minute. I know we have other stuff. I, I, will, I, I did learn yesterday what you always learn is anytime anything baseball-related is coming, Mississippi State has to chime in and say they invented it. So we can add this to the list yesterday was that they've apparently also invented cursive. Um, because they said that the the cream uniforms are copying them because they have cream uniforms, yep. and that the script was copying the Hell State script. So now oh. we are up to state invented college baseball, college baseball stadiums, college baseball cream uniforms, and cursive writing, and the SEC tournament, and the SEC tournament. And I don't know if the, you know this, but calligraphy was launched in Starkville. And as I wrote the guy yesterday, after doing the copying job they did on that Michigan State script logo, I would keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Because they completely stole the Spartans logo. I mean, they didn't even try to change it a little <laughs> bit. It was like... It's it an like, ampersand you know, with Tate next to it. <laughs> you know how we've, we've always... You know, I mean, look, everybody, everybody listening, and if you're one of those that hasn't, then hey, good for you. We've all plagiarized something. Sure. You know, on the term paper or something, you knew to at least change a few words, go in and mix up some sentence structure, do something where someone could go, "Hey, look, this looks awfully similar." You'd be like, "I don't know, man. Just you know, great minds think alike." That they were just like, "Yeah, that looks good." I'm not sure that they changed enough to get past copyright laws because you know you got to change like twenty something percent or whatever to avoid the copyright infringement. I'm not sure. And, and Luke, if that's if that all is real, and State is really selling that SIP logo in their in their official stores in Maroon, dear God, like are you serious? There's been a picture on the internet that no. apparently, again, I don't know if it's true, but there have been pictures on the internet that they have been selling the SIP in Maroon for Jace. Ole Miss's SIP logo. Chase, come on, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, surely, surely there would be somebody in the room that was like, "Hey, we can't do that." Tupelo says they're putting the SIP logo on their basketball uniforms now. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't question Tupelo. I mean, he might be right. But if he is, shame on him. Come on. <laughs> hey, that's I mean, a good that's idea. Like, we'll just steal it. Okay. That is the UCLA stripe thing times 18,000. <laughs> I used to love that when Ole Miss fans were like, we can't take away the UCLA stripes. And I'm like, why not? They're like, well, because they're our stripes, but they're called the UCLA stripes. If they were your stripes, they'd be called the Ole Miss stripes. We said, why are you married to that? I mean, that's a Lane Kiffin thing, the whole SIP thing. And I mean, when, when you say SIP thing to me, I think, oh, that's Kiffin's deal. He brought that. I never saw that before. Yeah. Yeah. Telling you what I hear on internet land. I don't know. Oh, Lane will have yeah. a field day with that one. I mean, as Hardman said, cheese, sure. Grass, sure. Ice cream, yeah. all in. 100%. All in. 
They have phenomenal cheese. It's, it's, it's excellent. And I'm not criticizing. I mean, that's what they do. It would be like if Ole Miss suddenly launched a farm and said, <laughs> you go, hey, uh, I don't know what you're going to do it as good as them. Yeah. Uh, no, Michigan State, it, it, you know, this is going to – because they're in the Big Ten, it will remain. Michigan State has the much larger national footprint. If somebody says MSU around the country, people think of Michigan State. That's a huge school, man. Yeah. That's a Mason Dick Dixon line thing. Only in the SEC and maybe Texas would people think Mississippi State. And even there. Even there, you say to me, MSU, and show me a I – mean, I'm probably going to think Michigan State. That's a huge school. Mm-hmm. Michigan's a pretty big state. It, it is, yes. That is, uh, that is, that is correct. Uh, we'll get some basketball in a minute. I know. I sorry. I probably took the uniform conversation a little longer than uh, I enjoyed it. It's well, again. It's it's relevant. There is literally a new jersey, a new thing. It's, it's, right. Well, Ole Miss does have a weed farm. I, true. They do have a they do have they, a weed farm. You have had it for a long time. That's a good point. To the best of my knowledge, they don't make ice cream. However, no weed ice cream. Well, no, just ice cream in general. I don't think oh, Ole Miss okay. produces any ice cream anywhere. If they do, I've not seen it. I mean, you, you're not even a big fan of the Muscadine Ripple at State. You don't get up in the second quarter and line up to go get the Muscadine Ripple like the rest I do of not. the people. I grew up in Ruston, and Tech, Louisiana Tech had Tech Farm that made ice cream and cheese and stuff. But I remember the Tech Farm ice cream was really good. Really? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, the chocolate chip was excellent. I mean, they I remember like that. their signature flavor, like the Muscadine Ripple. We didn't have. They probably did, but I don't recall. I just my childhood memory of Tech Farm ice cream was the chocolate chip. Okay, fair enough. We'll get into some basketball in a uh, in a second. Before we do that, I say about Northeast Spark N E S P A R C service people across rural communities. Two packages: the Ignite, the uh, 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I'm using it right now to run our live stream. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESPark.com six six two two three eight three one five nine phone servers, parental controls. Network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details and get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in uh, Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, people, services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or uh, South Haven, that area, call uh, Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stocks, a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. No matter what the retail value may be, all items start at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app and uh, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Uh, speaking of baseball uniforms and jerseys and such, you can get your uh, selection of those at the college corner. One location in Oxford, two in the Jackson area, and also online at collegecornerstore.com. So you still got time 
Uh, Ole Miss's home opener is in eight days. First weekend series is a week from this weekend. So uh, you got time to get stocked up and ready for uh, your first uh, weekend series of uh, Ole Miss baseball. Again, at collegecornerstore.com. I'm, I swear I'm getting into uh, to basketball in a second. I'm not trying to drive all you people crazy. But we, we didn't discuss this when it came out in January. Are you, are you at all okay with this Top Gun 3 thing? It's in development. Um, I really don't know much about it other than I've heard they're doing it. I don't. That's what I mean. Just the fact that we are continuing on. I know it made a bazillion dollars, so that's why we're doing it. But yes, thank you. That that's the answer. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the second one felt pretty closed. There was so much like nostalgia, and we hit everything. We're we're doing this Rocky thing with Creed, where I'm like, uh, mm, don't don't make that, a character. Just stop. I mean, they that was a hit. I mean, I've told you this story several times. The little boys across the street. Yeah who aren't quite so little anymore. They're starting to grow up really fast, which is kind of how that works. But at the time, they were little guys. And they would be on their bikes and stuff and going up and down the street singing Danger Zone. <laughs> they were locked in, man. It was, and you're like, I am in 1988 again. Okay. Yeah. So one of the moms was like, it's Top Gun summer. You know, and it was. So maybe there, I mean, maybe there's a way to do it again. I mean, look, I thought, I thought for sure after some of the Creed things that there was nowhere to go. And they did it. He's I have not heard about Creed three, so that's no. probably and and, probably and Cruz is currently shooting Michigan Impossible eight, I think. Uh, so it could be the next after that. He's got some NASA movie, but Top Gun Maverick was the highest grossing movie of his career at one point four nine billion. Um, so, so I was watching an interview. Man, we're off the rails. I'm sorry to everybody. Okay. It happens. It's February thirteenth. It's okay. The interview, I think, was with Matt Damon. And they were talking about why movies are so different now than 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And he said, well, a couple reasons. One, back then, you know, this is the big thing. Back then, you kind of had two revenue streams. You released the movie. People would go to the movie theater. And then you'd put it out on DVD. And people would go get it on DVD. And now, because of the way people stream and, and stuff like that. No one goes and gets a DVD anymore. And so you only have like one moneymaker. And he said, you can't turn a, like a love story mm-hmm. into a big moneymaker. And that's why instead, when they want to make a big blockbuster, it's something like Top Gun or Marvel or something that's action and that appeals to wide a lot of different... Wide, yeah, instead of making a, a more artistic... Um, you know, well-written uh, drama or something that's more about like life, you know, like a relationship and something like that. I mean, that's more real. I mean, I know this, you drive around in jet fighters all the time. And so Top Gun is, uh, you, you relate to it. But yeah, most of yeah. us, most of us normal people, you know, we, we watch that and we watch people with superpowers and we think that's ah, not really real. I'm just escaping for a couple hours. And that's where they can make their money. He was just talking about how, you know, there are a lot of people like him who are, I mean, he's a phenomenal actor, obviously, who kind of longed for that old day, but he says it's over. That's why, that's what, that's why. So to answer your question, people go, why in the world would they do Top Gun 3? Well, because Top Gun 1 and Top Gun 2 really worked. And if you can do it again and make a big bundle of cash, that's why you do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, look, I get, I, I know we get streaming and things, but 
it's just created a lack of patience. We don't have the same thing in any way. Like my daughter, like a new Disney movie came out and she's like, Hey, can you order that on the prime or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really, I mean, I didn't really want to pay 25 bucks for you to watch this one time. We'll just wait. It'll hit Disney plus here like next month or whatever. And, and whatnot. But I mean, she, I saw it at the theater and now I want to go home and rent it. And it's like, we had to wait months and it was like this big thing. Yeah. She's like, no, it's on prime. It's right there. So just order it. Like we can, we can get it. And I like, mean, that, by the time your daughter is 15, she will look back on what we just discussed. And like, what? What? I, I, what the hell is a DVD? I mean, it'll be like my kids are with when you tell them about the rotary phone. They look at you like you got well, snake coming out. And of I'm here. wondering if we're not. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't. I wonder if we're getting there now because I'm speaking at ICC tomorrow, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to say to some of these kids on different things. And I was going to tell a story and something from when I was there, and that was 2002 to 2004, and it included a a little bit of a snippet about DVDs. And I thought they don't, they're, they're in all consciousness of teenage years. Don't include DVDs the last like 10 years. Like I, I won't have to explain to them what it is, but they'll have no ability to go. Yeah. You go down to Ray's run a movie and you grab a DVD. Well, that's like Corey, Corey Clark made fun of me. And he was, I mean, it was legitimate. I, I couldn't really fight back when he, Someone asked about CDs, and I was like, I don't know. Someone said, do you have a CD player in your truck? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. He was like, Neil, no. No one's put a CD player in a truck in ages. And I was like, dude, I don't know. You know, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> I'm an idiot. I just, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wish I could, like, take my kids back in time to the days when I was at my grandmother's house, you know, like in the 70s, and my mm-hmm. parents would drop us off in Monroe so they could have date night and you know, the little rotary phone. I mean, it was like, and you would, you know, you hit the eight and it all the way back. I mean, you wanted, you just longed for numbers that had ones and twos because you could just get to it. But if it was an eight or a nine or God forbid a zero, it took forever to dial a number. I'm about as young as you can be and remember the rotary phone. I still use one and I'm probably about the, the end of that. I doubt people much younger than, I just turned 40 and that, that's probably about the, about the limit there. Uh, yeah, if you did it well, I would absolutely watch a Days of Thunder too, all day long, all yes. day, hundred sure, one thousand percent. Give it to me. Let's let's, <laughs> let's let's do it. I mean, just hearing what, it makes me want to watch it again. What's Rowdy Burns doing these days? <laughs> I'm I'm good. Uh, all right, Ole Miss, Kentucky basketball. Sorry. Ole Miss 60th and Ken Palm. I don't know what they are in the net. It doesn't really matter. They are chasing nine or ten wins. They are five and five right now, trying to avoid going to five and six. They've got Missouri at home on Saturday, but Kentucky tonight, as I mentioned, Kentucky suddenly is the loser of three straight at Rupp for, I mean, again, the first time in school history. Think about that. Um, I know that says a lot about Kentucky, but still. Um, Gonzaga, 89-85. This past uh, Saturday, they beat Vanderbilt the game before that, and then that was coming off back-to-back home losses to Florida and Tennessee, the Florida game in the overtime. They really kind of gave that one away during the second half and was a, was a strange game. They have losses to South Carolina. They have losses to Texas A&M as well on the slate. And then they have beaten Florida, Missouri, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Arkansas. And um, – combination there with that win over Vanderbilt that I that I just mentioned. Look, they are a damn good offensive team. They're fifth in the nation in adjusted offensive efficiency. They mm-hmm. uh, they can fill it up. They uh, are the number one team in the country at three-point shooting, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, they are number two 
in non-steal turnovers. They do not turn the ball over um, as well off non-steals. They don't make a bunch of bad errors. They are, they are elite offensively. But as Neil said, yes. they don't do a ton defensively. Um, their non-steal turnover percentage on defense just, is 356 nationally. There you go. Um, they're bad. What was the word here. you just used? You said you said they're they're not elite defensively. They are not bad. elite defensively. That's that, true. That is spin. <laughs> uh, you are spinning. No, no, they're trash defensively. <laughs> they don't play defense really. That's not their. That's not at, their bad at all. None. There, uh, Ole Miss goes into this game, by the way, with a net of 59. Uh, they dropped one point yesterday for whatever reason. Um, Kentucky is 25. Ole Miss is metrics right now. They are 2-4 and four in quad one, 3-1 and one in quad two. The reason their net's not great is they're 6-0 and oh in quad three, 7-0 and oh in quad four, so so much of their schedule is soft, if you will. This would be a big, big, big win. And God, I hate saying this because I just don't think it's fair because I wouldn't have said this two weeks ago. I would I never would have said it before the season. Kind of feels like one you need to get. I'm not going to say must get. It's not must get. No, the it's path to, to 10 still doesn't necessarily include this one. But but the schedule has – because schedules change. What's true on January the 15th isn't always true on February the 15th. Well, when you don't get it, you've got to go. If you got to get to ten, you got to go five and two down the stretch. Well, and, you know, well, and the the home games that are remaining, a few of them are hard. I mean, South Carolina's good. Alabama's really good. And I, listen, A and M's good. I think A and M's really good. I'm, I mean, I'm. I know I'm a Buzz Williams guy. Everybody thinks I'm a, a Golden guy. I'm probably more of a Buzz guy than I am Golden. His teams typically get better as the season goes on. Now, in fairness, so do Chris Beards. And for some reason, I don't know what it is, I've got this gut feeling Ole Miss plays really well tonight. Okay. Kentucky's got that deal where the fans are kind of ready to turn on them because they hate Calipari right now. They do. They hate him. And yet they're going to be at the game. They're not going to not go because that's just not what they do. And it's late. They're going to be liquored up. And instead of turning that – it's going to go one of two ways. They're either going to the team's going to play really well, and they're going to somehow go, "Oh, here we go, C A T S, cats, cats, cats," or it's going to get weird, and they're going to turn on him because and 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 it's going to you're going to what you're going to hear if that happens is, "Oh my God, they're turning on their team." No, 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 they're 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 turning on their coach. They want him gone. If and Ole Miss Frank, is up three with eight to go, they're going to be pissed off at Cal. Oh, what the murmur in the building is going to be, we need to fire him and hire him. Yeah. Now, before anybody goes, are you saying, I'm not. I'm just telling you what's going to be buzzing in Rupp Arena. And that's an older crowd. They get crotchety, frankly. It's not like going to Auburn where it's just going to be this jumping, youthful, steroidy almost. You know what I mean? You go in there and you just know it's going to be loud, man. This is this place is going to feel like this is going to be hard. I've seen, I mean, I've seen teams go to Rupp and the place is kind of, kind of quiet. And again, yeah, it's an old crowd and a nine p.m. tip. That's a good point on the thing. That is nine there. Yeah, if you see a Kentucky crowd in Nashville at the SEC tournament, that's not what Rupp is like. Mm -mm. No, that's that's their younger. 
um, crowd that can't get tickets to Rupp, and so they go to Nashville, and the Cats go on a run and get hot in a you know take a nine one run or a ten zero run in a tournament game, and that place just turns into people say Rupp South, and I'm like, eh, kinda. But what it really is is like this is this is Kentucky's vocal crowd mm. getting a chance to you know party a little bit. You just can't let Shepard and Dillingham go crazy where you've just got to go shot for shot for 40 minutes. Because, I mean, that, if Ole Miss has a concern, it's not like they rebound or play defense much themselves. And Kentucky be operating efficiently offensively could just create such a point total that's hard to get to. I mean, that's the danger here. You have to that I just don't see Ole Miss winning a game 97-92. No. You had to defend them on the on the outside. You can't let them go crazy. And then look, we've, this is broken record. You've got to rebound. You just can't let them have second chances and third chances. They're too good offensively to give them multiple chances. And then on defense, you've got to get paint touches. Got to get the ball in the paint. Because they don't like it. They don't defend it. I mean, I don't know where all the numbers are on that, but they do not defend Kentucky paint. is 279th in two-point defense. It's bad. Get the ball in the paint. Drive. Get into the paint. And that will lead to open threes. And when you get those, you've got to make your share of them. But Ole Miss has shot the ball pretty well this year. That's not been their problem. Rebounding has been what's kind of killed them, I think. And then in the last couple of games, they had an egregious second half defensively against uh, uh, Auburn. And in the first half against South Carolina, I went back and watched it, and I missed that game because I was at a soccer game, but I went back and watched it, and the first half defensively for Ole Miss against South Carolina was just horrid. Second half was much better. And I got to think... remains 353rd nationally in defensive offensive rebounds. Yeah. I mean, you you don't have to watch them a whole bunch to figure out what's killing them. What do you anticipate rotation-wise? Is he going to give Nunez and those guys more minutes tonight? I mean, what, what what did we take from that game a week ago? Well, I don't know. The, I don't know. It's I don't I don't think it's predictable because they've haven't played a game in a week, and I'm going to guess they've practiced. And I'm going to guess this was a pretty critical week of practice. I'm going to guess this was a pretty competitive week of practice. Like you, I mean, the, the, the term that people would use, and I don't really like this term, but it's kind of a come-to-Jesus week. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, declare yourself. Because he, he seemed to send a message. And again, I had to go back and watch the game a day or two later to really put it in context. He seemed to be sending a message to Murray, to Brakefield. If you're not going to defend, you're just not going to play. And if I have to play guys that aren't as good as you offensively, but who are giving me effort on defense, that's who's going to play. And I'm always reminded of that Bobby Knight clip when he says, there's no, there's no better instructor, lesson teacher in basketball than bench. You know, butt meets bench. Bench sends message. Do you want to play? Because if you want to play for Chris Beard, you have to play def- defense. He he let that go a little early because it's like, hey, it's your first experience with me. You know, we're trying to build culture and all that stuff. And then after a minute, he's like, hey, look, I'm the boss. This is who my teams are. If you ask a hundred college basketball coaches, say word association, Chris Beard, 
you're going to get two things, detail-oriented defense. That's what they're going to say. I mean, it's going to be like if you're doing the family feud thing, we asked 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, the answer number one is going to be like 50-something. It's going to be either defense or detail-oriented. And so I, I got a feeling this week was pretty detail-oriented, and it was mostly focused on defense. Like, this can't happen. That team's not good enough from an athletic standpoint, from a rebounding standpoint. They're not good enough to be a sieve on defense. You can't. You, you can't. you can't look up and you're missing rotations because you didn't communicate, because you didn't. You, you took a possession off. Nope, you're not good enough for that. You want to make the tournament? You're not good enough for that. Your, your, your metrics are not good enough for that. You can't. You don't have the schedule that lets you lean back and go, "Ah, right, we can have a no, you got to play." And the truth is, and this is hard and this is this is being really critical, but had they played a better first half against Auburn from a rebounding standpoint, they might would have put that game away in the way that similar to the way that Florida did against Auburn. And then um, had you played a better first half defensively against South Carolina, you probably win that game. Because you outplayed them in the second half. But it doesn't work like that, as you know. I mean, the, the, the other half counts. So, I mean, I would, I would be surprised if this is not a pretty focused, pretty locked in, pretty determined Ole Miss team tonight. But, I don't know. We'll see. I assume Jamarian Sharp is playing. I've heard nothing either way. But, I mean, it's been another week. If not, I... Kind of wonder what's going on. Um, so I would I, I would assume so with uh, with him. He's been dealing with an illness. I know he had the flu for a while and just had a hard time getting back from it. Sounds like um, it's certainly been going around. There's no doubt about that. Uh, line on this is eight and a half. Neil feels big. Yeah, it came out yesterday at nine, and I said it was felt, felt high. One sixty three and a half on your totals, dude. That's a game into the eighties. I mean, please don't. I, I kind of like Ole Miss and the points, and I kind of like the under. At eight and a half, you're probably getting a decent money line on that if you just want to take a flyer. Don't hate it. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I mean, okay. they played Saturday afternoon. I mean, I don't know how. You're not fixing it before Tuesday night. Saw uh, over there, Kentucky Sports Radio, that's Matt Jones and the MG, says that they're either reporting or speculating that they're not going to play their seven-footers in the starting lineup. They're going smaller without the the seven-footers tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't Sure. I don't know enough about their rotation or their. Mm-mm. I mean, they're like most college teams. They're pretty guard oriented. No good, good wings. Like you said, they can score. It's just defensively, they just, I don't know. They're just, they're horrible. That's an interesting note, but I'm trying to think through it. And I guess it makes sense. Sammy says, Brett McMurphy tweeting that former PAC 12 schools will still play in their affiliated bowl games for the next two years before the new conference bowls. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, because there's no inventory. You have to. I, that 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 makes sense to me. As long as we're not trying to give Oregon State or Washington State a playoff berth or some crap, then okay, sure, do whatever I, you want to do. I mean, however you want to fit the Sun Bowl, go for it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it has it has never meant less. Yeah. <laughs> you know the SEC's thing. It just means more. The bowl, the non-playoff bowls was. It just means less. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna head to the Levi's Bowl. Okay. Cool. Sweet. All whatever. right. Nice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's okay. A and M minus eight and a half tonight at Vanderbilt. I guess that's my point. Is if you told me one of two things happened, it was Vanderbilt or Ole Miss won. I would feel like Ole Miss was absolutely the answer here, and they have the same line, million percent. Yeah. And then uh, Florida is a ten and a half home favorite tonight against LSU. So those are your. It's a big number coming off the the Auburn game. LSU, all the LSU's not good on the road at all. Around the top 25, you just want to throw a little coin down somewhere. Marquette is on the road at uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse and Butler. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at the Bulldogs. North Carolina is an eight-and-a-half road favorite at Syracuse tonight. Um, North Carolina 11-2 and two in the ACC. One of those losses, Georgia Tech, though. Iowa State, a one-and-a-half-point road underdog to Cincinnati. So the uh, Bearcats favored by one and a half against number 10, Iowa State, seven and three in the Big 12. Uh, Illinois, 15 and a half point favorite against Michigan, who has just fallen off the table this year. The Wolverines suck um, in, the, uh, in the Big 10. They're three and 10 in the conference. Dayton, nine and a half over Duquesne tonight. Uh, Virginia, six and a half points at home against Pitt. Indiana State ranked for the first time since the Larry Bird era. They uh they're eighteen and a half point favorites against Illinois Illinois State. It's the Cardinals or the Redbirds or something, right? Ole Miss has played them in like NIT games in the past or something. Indiana State? Uh no, no, no. Uh uh 
Illinois State. Oh, Illinois State's the Redbirds. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Indiana State is the Sycamores. Sycamores, which is a great yes. name. It is. It's a really good name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown and Creighton tonight. Uh, Georgetown still really sucks. Creighton is a eight, an 18-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Hoyas. Baylor a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Oklahoma. That's a good Big 12 game tonight. Um, Oklahoma and Baylor. BYU 11-and-a-half at home against UCF. And then Wisconsin coming off, I think, three straight losses. Is that right? Yeah. Bad. They uh, they're nine and a half point favorites at home against Ohio State tonight. Ohio State four and nine in the uh, in the Big Ten. So yeah. there's your rundown. Uh, Super Bowl most watched telecast of all time. Um, <laughs> shocker! Who'd who guessed? So a couple of caveats on this because I saw you know as always the Internet Brigade tries to prove something wrong. Um, even to the point that we have like these little the little Twitter context things around it, um, which required you to be stupid to wonder about this to begin with. This is U.S. audience, which is what everybody's talking about when they give you these numbers. We're not talking about what the audience is doing in Uzbekistan. That's not the point of the ratings when we we get them. 123.5-ish million viewers across TV and streaming platforms in the United States. That is a 7% increase from last year, which was 115.1. Televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, Univision, and streamed on Paramount+. Plus. Record 202.4 watched at least part of the game across all networks. So 123 on CBS's affiliates, they're 202.4 across all networks. The record is for the 123.4. Four, and then the overall number is a 10% jump over last year's 183.6. So, yes. People watch the NFL and the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you, we can parse those numbers if you like. The Who would have ever assumed that mixing the Super Bowl, Las Vegas, and Taylor Swift would draw a big number, but here we are. Uh, if you're curious, because the one thing that everybody kept pointing to yesterday, because again, we're a country of idiots, is um, the harsh. moon landing in 1969 uh, had 125 to 150 viewers, but it was across all three networks at the same time. That was not one channel that produced 125 to 150,000 uh, thousand viewers. So. All at a little strip in, in New Mexico or Arizona. Just okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Shut up. <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Kidding. That was, however, seventy five percent of the televisions in the country, which made me wonder what the hell were the other twenty five doing? If the moon landing is going on and you've only got the three networks, what are we doing? Just flip it on. Like, yeah. what are we? What else was on? If if you were, I mean, if you were not watching the moon landing, what were your other options at that at that night? Well, nothing because you only had the three channels, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking. I mean, did I, you get PBS or something in 1969? Maybe. I I don't no, know. Here I, go. I was not a human for another 14 years, so I got nothing. I think I was on my way in 1969. Okay. I mean, at that, that point in 1969. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what my options were in the 60s from a television standpoint. But, I mean, I'm assuming that it was mostly network television. 
that was also the year that PBS was founded, but they weren't on the air, if you will, until okay. November. Okay. So ABC, CBS, and NBC. That was it. So I guess the 25% that didn't watch it just weren't They just watching. didn't have their TV on. Their TVs were off. They were, they were not home. They were believing it was a conspiracy and were, by God, not going to participate in it. It also means that people were probably at other people's houses. You know what I mean? Like, that probably contributes to, we're throwing the block party or we're doing whatever. I'm going to come over and watch the moon landing on your larger piece of furniture that your TV is set in than, than mine. Something like that. That's my guess on that. But either way, yeah, a lot of people watched the Super Bowl. Congratulations. I, I, I did see yesterday, I mean, we, we talked about it as far as strategy, because I don't think it changed the game at all. But a ton of 49ers said they had no idea what the rules were. They didn't know what to do. They never talked about it. And then Mahomes said that McCall Hardman, who caught the winning touchdown pass, did not know the game was over when he caught the ball, that he had to tell him that they had won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he his excuse was, I blacked out. But yeah. I think the reality was, I, I'm just playing football. I didn't realize this was the end. I ran around and caught the ball. And, it may yeah, have been yeah, a good yeah. thing, you know, because if you had time to th really think about it, you might have been like, oh, my God. No, I guarantee people had get-togethers to watch a moon landing. No doubt in my mind. Oh, no question. Yeah. we had You had parties for the moon landing? Come on. I can remember get-togethers to watch the 1980 the gold medal game. It was on tape delay, right? Yeah. But you didn't... You didn't know because like, you, you didn't like Google. Hey, who won? Wasn't there? You could keep a secret there unless you knew somebody that was in Lake Placid. And the right. networks weren't about the networks weren't going to break it. There was no so, ESPN ticker. So the Russia, the semifinal and the final were both tape delayed because of when yeah. they started over there. Yeah. Or it wasn't because they went and started. It was just because they wanted to show it in prime time. Yeah. For some reason, I don't think the gold medal game was tape delayed. Oh, really? You think it's just for Russia, the semis? I could be wrong. I know that the game against the Soviet Union was was tape delayed. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Man, people people just don't realize. I mean, it, that over that was wild. I mean, everybody got people like up me. I mean, I grew up in Louisiana. I didn't know anything about hockey, and I was into it. I mean, it was like celebrating in the streets, like your local yeah, yeah, team yeah. had won the title. Yeah, at church on Sunday, we they we talked about the U.S. Olympic hockey team. Mm -hmm. I mean, five years later, Rocky Balboa finished the deal. I mean, it was amazing. Mike Ruzioni and Jim Craig started it. Rocky Balboa finished it. <laughs> you know the rest. Take that, Gorbachev, you bitch. Miracle's a really good sports movie. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a great it story. Is. The whole thing's a great story. Yeah, it's a really good sports movie. He played a damn good Herb Brooks. So anyway, the book about that team is is really really good. What's it called? I can't remember. Carson's got it in his room. I could go s s search for it, but good luck. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. dot com. A lot of different flavors, including the uh, new soy ginger. Again, great for uh, Japanese hibachi kind of stuff. There with your uh, different options. The New Orleans Stop Barbecue is a huge favorite. So whatever your uh, palate's feeling, they've got an option for you. Again, they're delivered directly to your door. Fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate. They make it easy. Makes it great for snacks, lunches, quick dinners, a lot going on. 
like Neil tonight. He could use some prime shrimp before he heads out the door to a, uh, a soccer game. So they can hook you up, and we can make it a little cheaper on you. Five pouches or more. Use code RG when you do that. 25% off. Pick your favorites. Pick a sampler. Again, that's code RG. 25% off. PrimeShrimp.com. When you uh, work with Argent Wealth's 401k advisory services team, you gain a valuable advisory team and time-saving resource that will help you develop and maintain a solid strategy for your retirement plan. They're committed to providing you with the personalized attention and involvement that you want and need. Their goal is to help you manage your 401k plan properly and ultimately improve your employees' retirement readiness. To learn more, go to uh, myargentwealth.com. We're brought to you by uh, John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in uh, Memphis. If uh, When you use John, you get uh, all the benefits of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits simply not available to other travelers. So give John a call, 901-494-3387, or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's uh, new Greek restaurant on the square. Perfect place to um, have your company dinner, a festive party event. They can accommodate up to 200 guests. Fabulous food, great craft libations. To learn more, go uh, contact Jeannie at OPA, 601-421-7147. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, Listen, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if your company decides to hire a candidate that service specialist sends. In other words, you've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or check out the new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth. Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Yeah, I have no problem if you want to put Miracle on a Mount Rushmore of sports movies. I think Mm-mm. in multiple ways that has a place. I got no problem with that. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, great story. Uh, Jim, Jim Craig and his dad and the flag, and it was awesome. It can replace Field of Dreams. We'll throw it up there. We'll hang a flag. We'll do the whole deal. It's all good. Yeah, because okay. Field of Dreams was made up. Miracle uh, happened. Uh, no, in person, Live pods are not done at all. Um, I just haven't gone back over this week. There's no real reason behind it at all. We haven't even really discussed it, but no, it's fine. Um, I got more used to this than I thought I would, to be honest. Like, I don't know. Like, I just... It, it, well, you know. this saves this saves you 45 minutes a morning, minimum, every well, every day. Right. And it works fine. So, I mean, it's it's not like... And we it's can not still cumbersome. Com- yeah. No, we can still communicate before and after. So, yeah. it, it's fine. I mean, it's... When we need call-ins or anything, it's very doable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not we're not beholden here. Um, so I, I teased it, so I need to get to this real quick. Ross Dellinger uh, reporting an hour ago. Um, he is quote-tweeting an Adam Sparks tweet. Adam Sparks works for the Tennessean there in Nashville. And uh, I think, right? Is he still there? I think so, yes. Right? Okay. I'm, I'm almost positive. 
Okay. He at least was a long-time writer there. Uh, no, sorry, he, he covers uh, the Tennessee Vols for Knoxville News now. So he has changed. He used okay. to cover Vanderbilt for the Nashville Tennessean. So he, tw- he tweeted uh, a picture of a power tee hanging outside a federal courthouse where NIL will be debated in Greenville. And Dellinger quote tweets that and says at 9 a.m., at a 9 a.m. hearing, a judge could grant an injunction prohibiting the NCAA from enforcing its NIL recruiting policy, allowing athletes to legally receive inducements to move schools, an initial step in the court's further crippling NCAA amateurism. So if that passes, we don't even have to do the non-inducement charade anymore. It just goes, have at it. Shangri-La in whatever way you want to consider it at that point. Awesome. And look, that can't last long because I don't know. You tell me and you guys in the stream tell me. That's a hard thing for fans. If it gets to that place where I'm going to put this in baseball terms. Okay. Most of our, I I guess if you did a, an audience check, most of our fans who are also major league baseball fans, most cheer for the Atlanta Braves. So we'll use the Braves as an example. Ronald Acuna has a contract with the Braves. I don't know. Let's say it's got four years left on it. I don't know. It might be seven. It might be ten. I don't know. Let's just say four for the sheer kicks of it, okay? If the Los Angeles Dodgers can just go in and go, hey, you want to come play for us now? We'll pay you this. And he could just tell the Braves, hey, the contract was cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to opt out of it. I'm going to go play for the Dodgers now. What would the turnoff level be? Oh, hi. I mean, that's the problem. And and I don't I don't think it I don't think this is I'm I'm all on team blow up the NCAA completely. But man, they've got if 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 we're going to get to complete non-structure, you better have something that provides some structure ready to go here pretty soon or else I just think it I think it's a fan turnoff. And maybe I'm completely wrong. No, you're exactly right. But there has to be something in the middle. Because what that does do, at least, is the thing that I'm most freaked out about as someone who's around this sport, is that the NCAA right now is just looking and throwing darts and going, I'm going to pick on you. I'm going to pick on you. I'm going to pick on you. Because you're all doing the same damn thing. So here, here's what I'm mad about. And what's interesting is, like, Tennessee is, uh, very obviously, Tennessee is saying, it is the big middle finger to the NCAA. Like they are lawyered up. We'll spend whatever it takes. We will mm-hmm. fight you to the ends of the earth. Yeah, we're going to injunction you to death in every way to where, frankly, you can't afford it and we can. So good you know luck. what's also interesting is if you look around the landscape back 15 years ago, people have been like, ah, busted. You're going to jail. Now everybody's like, hey, fight them, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Rock, go, keep going. I hate you, but I'm for you here. There's yeah. a there's a unity of anti-NCAA stuff, and, and I'm, I'm with that, right? I mean, the NCAA is a complete colossal joke. They've done this to themselves. But if a judge says, hey, there are no rules, which is essentially what this ruling would be, there just are no rules, there are no NIL rules, you can provide inducements out front openly, you can openly call Quinshawn Judkins or Jackson Dart or whomever yeah. and go, hey, here's the, here's the deal. Yeah, here's the deal, and it's where 
And I think Lane Kiffin has finally kind of come around to what I've been saying for a while, where I kept saying he would go, it's pro sports. And I would say like, well, it's not because pro sports have structure. And he's come around to that last, last I've heard to his credit where he's, we need structure. You got to have some rule. You can't, you can't go tamper in, in, in December. You can't call up Patrick Mahomes and go, hey, we need a quarterback. We'll pay you $75 million a year. No. I mean, he has a contract. You, can't, you, you get caught tampering. You lose draft picks. There's a punishment. In the NFL, there's a window that you're allowed to contact players that are free agents, but they have to be finished with their contract. They have to be legally free agents. You can't. You can't just go tamper with rosters. And don't get me wrong, there is some tampering that happens, but it's it's pretty under the table. It is. I mean, it's not, and it's not widespread the way it is now. Where like we're about to go into a spring. I'll use Ole Miss as the example. They need a running back, so they're probably going to tamper some rosters. And why not? People are going to tamper theirs. You know, I mean, that's just it. They at some point you have to. I think. I think you have to have more structure than this or people are just going to say this is stupid. And once people kind of say this is stupid and I don't like it anymore, you've, now you got to win them back. And with college football, the loyalties and such are such that I think you could win them back pretty quickly. But if you're Ole Miss, this show is not the best audience for this because the, this, mark, this new thing has, it's very in its infant stages, but Ole Miss has benefited from it. Yeah, sure. And people are like, yeah, it's a screwed up system, but it's my screwed up system. I get it. But if I'm talking to someone that their school's taking a little bit of a hit from it or they're the same as they always were, they look at this and go, what's the reason for me to invest emotionally into this? Well, it, look, I, I think Cousin Greg on the stream, good username, by the way, I, I think it makes sense because he goes, the NCAA picked the wrong school, wrong fan base, and wrong state to go after. You know, look, they've been picking on Florida State and being their little whipping boy, and they're not in a major league, and it's whatever, and they, they did them dirty in the playoff, if you want to argue that and all that stuff. Yeah. Tennessee fans have already shown they're more than willing to go to every mattress you can find to get shit done. Like, once you went there, you went, hey, this isn't going to be some quick thing where they do, hey, you know – Plowman was never going to go, hey, exemplary cooperation really helps us in this battle right here, and we're going to hand over our files, and we hope that justice prevails. No, you were getting a lawyer and a middle finger is what you were well, getting. You're in a league full of teams that are doing some of the same stuff, right? I mean, mm-hmm. nobody at Georgia's like, ah, Tennessee, boy. No, no, I mean, they're doing it too. I mean, everyone looks at this and goes, this is stupid. And if you can just isolate Tennessee and go, we're going to hammer you, what's to stop you from being next? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's – and listen, there's a lot of legal people that think this judge is going to make that very ruling, that he's going to grant this injunction that stops the NCAA from being able to enforce NIL law, at which point there is no law. There's no rules. It's just wild, wild west for a while. And I'm far from an attorney, but what, it, what, what strikes me is so odd about these, and I'm not even disagreeing with it. I, I get how we get here. But it's injunctions on, in some ways, private matters. You know what I mean? Like, we're in a weird gray area on institutions and organizations that you're a member of voluntarily then having courts dictate your rules. When you expand that out bigger, that's a weird spot. So here's what's interesting, and this is just talked about in the streams. I'm not, they reminded me that this is kind of out there. And, and, I, and I think this is out there a little bit. 
but I don't think it's completely out there, like meaning off the reservation. What if the NCAA says, we believe that the NIL deal that, that you struck with uh, your collective and Nico Imaleva is illegal. He's ineligible. What's to stop Tennessee from saying, obviously they would call the SEC and they probably would have quite the powwow. But what's to stop Tennessee from going, you know what? We're not paying the speeding ticket. He's playing. Nico, put your uniform on. Game's at six. What happens then? I mean, is I the NCAA, are the NCAA police going to take the field and, 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 and handcuff him and take him away? No. So if, if Tennessee goes, you know what? We disagree to the point that we're going to play him. What happens? I mean, sign me up. I mean, I'm all for it. I'd love to watch that drama unfold. But if you're Tennessee, I, I, I think if I'm in the room at Tennessee, I'd say let's play him. Public sentiment's going to be pro-Tennessee, pro-Nico Imaleva. I mean, I'm sure the team that's on the other sideline will be like, no, he shouldn't play. But no, but put your loyalties aside and just look at the story. Everyone would generally be for Tennessee playing him in that scenario. 100%. It's what's fascinating about everything about this sport and how it's changed 100%, not 100%, but in, in such a percentage in front of our faces – as we were aware of it and in ways we didn't. I mean, we, you and I have had two podcasts now, or the majority of two podcasts, and haven't even, even discussed that a power two head coach left to go be an offensive coordinator. Chip yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Tyler and I discussed it on McCready and Siski yeah. yesterday. Tyler's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I do. Yeah. 100% do get it. I 100% get it. He left a place where you can't win. He already has a ton of money. He didn't want to do all that stuff anymore. They didn't have the machinations in place to compete at the top of the Big Ten or probably in the middle of the Big Ten. And he's like, screw it. I'll go to Ohio State. They have all NIL worked out. I'll go get really good players. I can just coach ball. They're going to pay me $2 million a year. I don't have to recruit hardly at all. Oh, I'm sure he'll meet with some quarterback when they bring him to campus or whatnot. Yeah, whatever. But he's not flying down to Winter Haven and then over to Cocoa Beach and all that stuff to talk to kids. He's not doing any of that crap. I get it. One million, one million percent. I get it. He's not like a 30-something-year-old 30 guy trying to build his career. He's, he's made a bunch of money. He's, he's good. And the only reason he's at Ohio State was because he couldn't get one of the NFL gigs. Mm -hmm. That's what he really wanted. Just a uh, quick snapshot here because I had it up before we uh, go to our final break. Uh, Ole Miss currently in Jerry Palm's bracket is a 10 seed. So they've fallen from an 8 to a 10 uh, after losing two games in a row to Auburn and South Carolina there. Auburn at home, Lu South Carolina on the road. Um, Lunardi had them as one of the last four in. Okay. Palm has them playing Butler in the first round and then or the second round, whatever. And then the winner getting Tennessee or Quinnipiac in the uh, – Round 32. Mm. In the same region as number one seed, UConn. Good, Good luck to all involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Uh, State an 11 seed in that bracket. Mm, just looking for South Carolina, a three seed right now. God, oh. at the odds, you could have gotten on that two months ago. Good where God. Am I, where are my Gators? 
where are we? I'm sure you're in the bracket. Hold on. I mean, tell me my my, my road to the final Your four. Road to the final four. Yeah, so yeah my yeah. guys could get it done. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm looking for SEC teams. <laughs> Kentucky, a seven seed, facing Indiana State, a ten in the first round. Oh, that loss is going to hurt. <laughs> The country will be huge Sycamore fans that day. Uh, yeah. Marquette for the winner. Uh, let's see. Houston. Florida is an eight seed playing nine seed. St. Mary's with the winner getting the Cougars. Hell yeah. Let's do this. Auburn a five seed in a quadrant with Yale, San Diego State, and McNeese State. Okay. Bruce Pearl and Will Wade in the third round of the NCAA tournament. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it. Whew. Fun times. So, all right, we'll uh, get into it in a uh, in a second. A couple other things here on uh, today's show. First, uh, GNM Pharmacy Tyson Drugs GNM is on South Lamar in Oxford. Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs, and they uh, want to be your pharmaceutical home for everything you need in that area. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. And they offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you. One short of the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it from G&M. Also, kind of last chances for flu, RSV vaccines. You can get those by appointment to get you in and out super easily. 662-236-2222 for G&M in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or uh, give him a call, 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi with two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings, uh, you can compete at nationally recognized competitions, and so much more. It's also a great venue for events, corporate outings, that kind of thing. So get in touch with uh, the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. And I'll have a mailbag up, hopefully tomorrow, might be Thursday, uh, brought to you by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with Sotheby's and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art Hayes can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you, seriously. So uh, call Art and ask how, 612-805-5929, or email him at arthur.hayes, H-A-Y-S, at lakesmn.com. Yeah, Kentucky has had success as those mid-seeds. Again, yeah, that was their final four team, the one that beat Wichita State, and I guess the second round at that uh, at that point. Um, ESPN updated their top 25 after signing day and more portal crap and all that. It does give you a good picture of where Ole Miss is going to be situated, and they have them number six heading into uh, whenever they do this the next time. It's about right. uh, Georgia one, Ohio State two, Oregon three, Texas four, Notre Dame five. Wow. Ole Miss six, Missouri seven, Penn State eight, 
Alabama 9, and Utah 10. Okay. Where's Tennessee? Arizona 11. That's way too damn high. LSU yeah, 12. Too high. Michigan 13. Oklahoma 14. Hmm. Florida State 15. Tennessee 16. I will buy all day. Yeah, give me give me Volstock. I'm I'm completely good buying on that. I'll sell LSU stock and I'll buy Vol stock. Mm-hmm. And I won't know Arizona stock. None. Ole Miss at six. That's about right. I have no problem with that. I think you could put them as high as five, and I think you could put them as low as nine. It's fine. Whatever. They're going to be six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> no one believes in us. It's not going to. That's going to get scoffed at. And you get to six and zero, oh and you go to you go to Baton Rouge, and you're like third. Lane's got his rat and poison uh, emojis up at the top of his commonly used, like just yeah, punch punch those up. Yeah, it's like a shortcut. You just hit one little key, and it throws <laughs> yeah, them out there. There it is. Yeah, rat poison, and does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all good. So, have you made your decision? Are you going to wear the blue shirt tonight? The I have one. You have on. I talked to Carson about it. Uh, he told me that's stupid. He said, just wear what you want to wear. He goes, nothing to do with anything. So he didn't care if you wore the superstitious shirt or the shirt that the color is supposed to be tonight. No, not even a little bit. So he's not superstitious. He doesn't use his deodorant in specific ways and things. No, I mean, in fact, he and I have had that conversation before, and he's like, so it didn't work. The deodorant thing, he's like, it didn't work. It's a good point. You can't get your head around that, though. So what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> There's no way you're getting to Bobby Holcomb Field tonight without that white sweatshirt, at least in your truck. Oh, no, it'll be it'll be in the stadium. Yeah. There's no <laughs> way you're not you're going to leave it at home. No, no, it'll be it'll be at my seat if I need to go change. Okay. You going to sit or you going to stand where you stood for the majority of the game the other night? I'll probably go stand because I just can't sit among all those people when people start asking questions and talking. And I'm like, man, this is like, <laughs> leave me alone. Let me suffer in silence. I mean, I, I, I you know, my, I have a job tonight, right? My job tonight is, 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 is one of two things. I'm either going to be celebrating with my son and telling him, hey, you do have school tomorrow. You'll have practice tomorrow. You've got to come home and get ready for bed, right? I've got to be a dad. Or I've got to console a really broken-hearted kid. I mean, I, and so I can't allow myself to get to a place where I'm inconsolable. So, you know, I've got to be, I've got to be dad. That's my job tonight. It's, I'm not playing. He's playing. He's ready. I mean, I said this yesterday. Look, it's, it, I think they're going to have a really good crowd. Uh, I think a lot of people are coming. I think a lot of people have bought into their team and into their story and. Win or lose, I'm excited that they get that night. I'm excited that they get that environment because, and you know this. I was thinking about this yesterday. I've been to I don't know how many hundreds of soccer games, and most of them are played in front of some parents, maybe some grandparents, maybe a friend or two, maybe a girlfriend. But it's a pretty sparse crowd, and it's cold. I mean, if you're a soccer parent, you know what I'm saying here. You got that heater thing with the, the, the propane and you put it at your feet and you burn a blanket, but you stay warm. Um, 
you got those. I mean, it, it's this is not Friday Night Lights where you show up on Friday night and everybody's pumped up and the place is mute. And it, no, this is the forty-five cars aren't following the buses out of town and the whole deal. No, and the, yeah, no. yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not Hoosiers, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not. The gym's not rocking. I mean, it's and yet the kids work. It's there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of a lot of running and weights and and um, you know drills and all the stuff soccer practices are not always a bundle of fun and um so it's cool to see get rewarded i mean you know like like i said you know you don't you get to this place at any state at any level or whatever i mean there was work involved you, you don't they don't hand this out you have to earn it yeah and i mean and, and look i mean as you've said the entire i mean like everybody's invested at this point so i'm not even apologizing for talking about it um I mean, Hernando's good. Uh, we were talking about yesterday. Their goalie, yep. Wilson Crane, is very good. Um, yep. Oxford, very good on the defensive side of, of, of the field. Um, it is, though, a different dynamic, as you were talking about it. It's not taking anything away from Hernando. It's, it's different than playing Clinton, where it's like, hey, you won the division. I mean, there is a different expectation going into tonight if you're Carson than, you know, if it was the team that hadn't lost in three years or something like that. I mean, it does change just because of a sports perspective. So, Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, the Clinton thing, people laugh about it, but, like, they put out a graphic when their season was over. I mean, the record that those kids who played varsity the last three years, it's stunning. Like, 53-8 and eight or 9 or something, and, you know, they mm -hmm. goals scored versus goals given up, two state titles, three district titles. I mean, I, I really believe what I'm about to say for the people who are actually still listening and care. I think one of the reasons that that um, the high the big high school level soccer has the level of play has increased dramatically over the last three years is because of because of Clinton. Mm -hmm. When you played Clinton and you got your ass kicked, you said that's the standard, and you had two choices: hey, we either have to work to get to that place, or we can feel sorry for ourselves. And yeah. I think I think some of the teams that are still in it are teams that worked. But they, they, they set a standard, and you had to go reach it. And that's to their credit. They, it's, I know that they lost to Hernando, but that doesn't take anything away from what that program is in, inside the state and the, the job that, that they've done there. Um, it's, I mean, you don't put up numbers like that. They're, they're, they're remarkable. You know, they, they lost a two-to-one game, and it's like the game's tonight all over. I mean, you know, it's a bounce of a ball. It's a – Kid slips, um, nerves, it's any number of things. It's a one-game deal. It's not a seven-match series. Yeah. Six o'clock. Uh, yes, Sammy, Carson had the corner on their game. What ended up being the game-winning goal against Madison Central. In the, uh, yeah, he, in takes, he takes most of their corners and, um, and some, of their, some of their free kicks. And Jesus, may it please not go down to penalties because I, I – <laughs> I can't take that, and I'm really not ready to be a widower. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure Laura could. I'm not sure Laura could get through that. Don't need to come down to a kick. So yeah. That's, no, I mean I, that's too much. Just yeah. So six o'clock tonight. Sure, I'm not uh, sure who's more nervous, me or her. I think her. She was awake at two in the morning. Carson is the least nervous of the three of you. So he's yes, fine. It's, no, he's good. He's he's ready to play, ready to go, ready to. He's excited. I mean, you know, he, yeah. 
he loves playing. I mean, that's what he loves to do. He loves the game. He loves to play, and he gets to play another game. He's excited to play with his friends, and it's a team he's familiar with. They're familiar with Oxford. I mean, there's not a lot of, not a hell of a lot of scouting secrets here. I mean, he knows how they play, and Hernando knows how they play, and they've played a bunch. They played in the summer. They, he, like, yeah, like you said, I mean, they, he knows kids' names. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like these are nameless, faceless kids. They've played club against each other a gazillion times. They kind of know everybody. I mean, there's there's some ill will there. I mean, I don't think these are two teams that really like each other very much. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Tease it for tomorrow. Uh, did you see Tiger's new clothing line yesterday? Came out. I did. I did. I liked yeah. it. The red Sunday. I'll be curious to see what he tries to uh, tries to do with it. Where it goes if it turns into kind of a because I think his hope would be it did well enough to become kind of a pseudo Lululemon kind of deal with some active wear stuff, casual yeah. wear, not necessarily just uh, just golf. So we hit that a little tomorrow. Um, I know a lot of people on our board were talking about the debauchery that was going on at the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Tournament over the weekend. Uh, they uh, they said some rule changes could be coming. Uh, I saw that this morning, so we'll we'll hit that tomorrow. As uh, I mean, nothing against the people at Waste Management, but you could just turn that thing into Wasted Management and be much yeah. It just it, let it go, add a D, and call it a day. Yeah, they had a few things they couldn't control, and whatever the things they couldn't control was was the line. That's where the line was. That if that happened, it was all over, and that's what happened over the weekend. So, uh, <laughs> hit a little of that just because I find the the guy that's over it, the civic organization in Phoenix that runs the tournament. He had a couple quotes that had me howling this morning. So we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, and then Tiger stuff. Obviously, recap Ole Miss and Kentucky. Look ahead uh, briefly to Missouri over the weekend. They suck. They're zero and eleven in the SEC the rest of tonight's games and then what's going on Wednesday inside the SEC as well. So uh, all that coming up. Saturday is a must win. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Missouri at home, you better just handle that one. You have to. Yep. Yeah, that's it. So we'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate everybody for their time today. And we will uh, talk to you then in the the meantime, rebelgrove.com. Appreciate everybody on the stream. And stay safe for tomorrow.